welcome to another episode of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we're going to be looking at the case of the Crown Against Golds. The citation for this case is 2016 UKSC 61. As you can probably tell from the title, this is a criminal law case, and here Golds was convicted of murdering his partner, but argued for diminished responsibility at the trial. If this was successful, this would have reduced the charge to manslaughter from murder. At the trial, Golds adduced evidence that he was experiencing a psychotic episode when the killing took place. When it comes to examining diminished responsibility, the test to be applied falls under Section 2 of the Homicide Act 1957, as amended by the Coroners and Justice Act 2009. In particular, this test allows for a defence of diminished responsibility, where the defendant's ability to understand what he was doing was, quote, substantially impaired, end quote. At Gold's trial, the jury were instructed to take the word substantially as it is used in everyday life, and this appeal that was brought by Gold's was based on whether the jury should be given a definition of substantial, and if so, whether the definition should be either something more than trivial, or whether the definition of substantial should be something significant and appreciable. When the case got to the Supreme Court, they unanimously dismissed this appeal, and noted that the only time the word substantial should be defined is when there is a risk of the jury misunderstanding the term. This case in particular allows us to look at the different types of statutory interpretation, i.e. the literal rule, or the golden rule, or the mischief rule. And in this particular case, the Supreme Court went for the literal rule, so that the ordinary everyday definition of substantial applies. In fact, the judges went to the dictionary and defined substantial as something that is important or weighty. A relatively straightforward case for us to look at then, but I think that this does tell us something about the way that the courts look at jury trials and in particular statutory interpretation in the criminal law. More precisely, this decision preserves a flexibility in the law and lends a freedom to the way in which the criminal law operates. I think that if a formal definition of substantial had been established here, it would only have served to place unnecessary limitations on the way that juries operate and interpret the cases themselves. In fact, it could have created more confusion than it was trying to solve, because it's trying to take a word that people, even the ordinary person on the street, understands, and attempting to apply some technical or legal definition to it, where one is not really needed. The issue of directions to the jury comes up time and again in a lot of cases that get appealed to the Supreme Court. This is a popular method of appeal for defendants because it can lead to a mistrial. I think this case tells us a lot about these types of appeals because often judges are wary about giving directions to a jury in case they do get it wrong. Okay, judges themselves are legal professionals, but they're not immune from mistakes. And while it is important that they get the directions to the jury correct, it's not always the case that they have to be precise in the wording that is used. Not every single word in statute law has to be given a precise definition, and similarly the jury has to be able to come to its own conclusions. 
Thank you very much for listening to this short episode of the UK Law Weekly podcast. Also thanks to bensound.com who provide the theme music. If you did enjoy this podcast episode, then remember to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. And also remember that you can find me at Marcus Cleaver on Twitter and youtube.com forward slash Marcus Cleaver. Really enjoy hearing your comments and your thoughts. Um, also what you're up to if you're a law student or someone interested in the law. It's always great to hear people who share my enthusiasm. Thanks very much for listening and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Bye.